Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and you've tuned in for another episode of Who's in the House. Stick around. Who's in the House is a series, a part of our In the House podcast, where we talk to the men and women that keep the systems in our homes running, the tradespeople that that do the electrical, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. This week, or today, I don't know, are we saying this week? I guess this week, because we're doing them weekly. Doesn't matter. <laughs> right now, I've got Mike Mathis, um, HVAC technician yep. uh, at Any Hour Services. Mike, how you doing? Doing great. Why don't you introduce yourself for those that are listening? Whatever you want to tell people, uh, but as long as it includes, actually, I think that's the second time I've done this. <laughs> say whatever you want, as long as you say this, 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 and this. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, include like what you do and you know how long you've been doing it type of thing. Yeah, my name, like, like you just said, is Mike Mathis. I've been in the trade for just over 12 years now. Been here at any hour for the last two. Um, yeah. 12 years yep. in the HVAC industry, huh? Yep. Um, did you grow up here in Utah? No. 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 Where'd you grow up? Missouri. Missouri. Yep. Hmm. How long have you like been here? I've been here just over seven years. Seven years. So mm -hmm. you were doing HVAC back in Missouri. Mm -hmm. Yep. And here. Okay. Yep. That's uh, where I received all my training, did all my schooling back gotcha. there in Missouri. Yep. Um, when you were growing up, did you know you wanted to be an no. HVAC technician? No. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, yeah. Yeah. So. Had no clue. Um, well, then we're going to explore that journey. Sure. Uh, so, so talk to me when you were in school, uh, good student, like, did, would you consider yourself like I was really into academics or not so much? I was, I was more into hurry up, get it done so I can go out and, and do my own thing. Gotcha. Play, you know, we were always into something. What was your, uh, was your extracurricular activities back then different than now, or is that where your hobbies kind of started? Like, what do you do? It's for definitely where it started. Um, I always loved to tinker, okay. always. Um, so me and my brothers would always mow lawns and things like that as we grew up. And, of course, when the equipment broke down, somebody had to fix it so we could go make money. So, you so you had a lawn mowing business when you were growing yeah, up? I wouldn't say business, but we, <laughs> we certainly helped some widow ladies on our – on our street and yeah that's so, cool yeah it was uh, fun. how did you get into that like what there was just a need mom and dad you know dad didn't mow so once we got old enough to mow he's like get out go mow and so yeah. what age did that occur i was probably what 10 11 years old see when we really really started doing it on a regular I, basis i had a i had this conversation uh, probably a week ago with my dad we were we were reminiscing and i realized that his memory of how my childhood was is way different than what my memory yeah, is i i can remember probably my earliest memory i was probably six seven years old getting out and just kind of pushing the mower you know see that not, not really mowing but just helping a little bit that was my mistake thinking that mowing a yard was going to be fun <laughs> and being really excited right. to do it. Yeah. Because I remember, I, I, to this day, remember 
the yard that it was, oh. where it was. The I remember this oh, yeah. little ditch like running oh, through it. Oh, you remember it all. All the little holes and things that you'd step in. And I remember being so roots. excited to like push the mower. Mm-hmm. And then th- once my dad saw that like, <laughs> well, the lines aren't as straight as I would do, but the, the grass is mowed. It's cut. It was game over from right. then on. Right. I was mowing the yard. Yep. So, but how did, how did it turn into a business for you? Was this your idea? And, and I know you said, uh. don't call it a business, but if you were making money, you made more than I did mowing <laughs> yards. So, so like, where did that evolve? That we were just helping people out and they'd, they'd pay us, you know, 10, $15 here. And yeah. so you were, you were so volunteering. It was more volunteer. And then it turned into, you know, a money making opportunity for us to, you know, so after start the, learning to earn money after the tips were coming and you were like, mm-hmm. Oh wait, I got some spending money. Yeah. At what point did you start giving prices out? Oh gosh. We were probably, you know, 14, 15. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think, I think mowing yards mm-hmm. and stuff is kind of the, the, uh, like gateway, the, yeah, the gateway, but yeah. it's also kind of like the equivalent of like babysitting, like in yeah. our neighborhood, oh, like all of the 14, oh, you know, 13, 15 yep. year old girls are babysitting mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh but yeah. How long did that lawn mowing business continue? Like through high school? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. We did that and I worked at a hobby shop, you know, as well. So Yeah. That's what I did. So tinkering, I want to, I want to hear more about this. Like, did you first realize that you liked tinkering when the first lawnmower broke or were you always taking things apart and, and fixing things? I, I like to try to make things do, you know, whatever it was. I remember one time trying to make a yo-yo, you know, whittling out a yo-yo, things like that. How'd it work? It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have the scar here. Still really? For, oh yeah. It didn't work. And so, but it was fun, you know, trying. And so it, it was a combination of doing little projects like that or, you know, having an idea of, I want to make a knife. Let's make a knife, you know? And so I'd find an old saw blade or something and trace it out and take it to the grinder. And, and that's what I did. Making stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so what, what led you to get a job at the hobby shop? Did you... Uh, there was a, a family that I went to church with, um, and they offered me a job, you know, just. So it wasn't that you were necessarily into model trains. Oh no, no, certainly not. And I never did get into model trains, but, uh, I, uh, mainly, you know, babysat the store. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, when I wasn't doing that, uh, we also did, uh, remote control cars and airplanes and things like that. Nice. So I got got to work on the engines guys would bring on in their broken (laughs) toys and i'd fix them and you'd fix them so when you got into the did you like cars or airplanes more cars cars Cars. i never did the airplanes we didn't have the space you know the shop to to we didn't have a little airstrip or anything like that so it was mainly the cars see my dad was a pilot Mm -hmm. and um i remember one christmas gave me a, a model like an awesome. it wasn't necessarily rc because back then like right before you get to rc there is a version where you've got a string almost, yeah where you got yep, the, the strings yep yeah so yep. you're like all you're doing is like you're getting yourself dizzy <laughs> running in a circle until that oh, runs yeah. out of gas yep. and you're making it go up and down sure and so uh we we had to build it so we built it right and then when it was time to fly <laughs> my dad and his pilot buddies wanted to try it out first oh of course 
of and, course and they crashed it so i, I never got to i never, <laughs> never got to got fly but eventually yep. like we got it working but uh it was not spinning around in a circle isn't quite as fun as you it, think you know it after the three or four times spinning it yeah then when the prices came down later when i was like uh married mm -hmm. i got me one of those styrofoam ones yeah for for oh, christmas yeah. and that's or actually my wife did okay and, and then i went out it was winter time went out to the we lived by the high school went to the football field okay and actually i got to take off and <laughs> i found myself uh still spinning around in a circle sure <laughs> but not quite as plain right <laughs> and so um anyway but i was getting ready i was like okay cool this thing's in the air and this is how i imagine flying would actually be like right oh, now i've got to land <laughs> and so anyway i ended up like flying it and not being able to judge how far the announcer stand was right. and how far the plane right. was and so then i crashed into it and then i was like <laughs> eh, i don't know that i got the patience for this it does take a lot of patience for right. sure yep well that's cool did you ever get into like rc racing and things like no. that no just no just do it for fun no i just I, I never had any of my own. All the guys would come in and be like, oh, which I one see. do you have? What do you have? What did you build? And I'd be like, yours. <laughs> I built yours. That's awesome. So, so okay, then you're in high school. You're, you're mm -hmm. doing different things. What did, you, um, what did you see yourself going into as you got closer and closer to uh, graduating? What did you think you were going to do? I still had no clue. Um, you know, I was fortunate I was homeschooled, so we could do a lot of these things, you know, like I was talking about mowing lawns. We'd, we'd do school in the morning, lunchtime would happen. That's cool. And we were outside. That's awesome. Um, so graduation time came, um, graduated, took my GED, um, with a little bit of time there in between that, and then I, I took off and went on a, a church mission. So, gotcha. Yeah. So, so I did that for two years. Okay. So did that, where'd you go? Uh, San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. I got spoiled for two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does seem, I so, went to Arizona. Okay. So yep. Temp, Tempe. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was hot. Not, not quite. The weather wasn't quite as uh, nice as, as yours was. Right. But, uh, yeah. And no ocean. So never yeah. mind. You had it better. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, so when you're on your mission, did you, um, did you just focus on that or as you got to the end of your mission, knowing that the next stage of life was coming, did you start thinking about, like, uh, oh, maybe I'll do this? Definitely started thinking about it. Still didn't have a clue. I didn't consider myself a schoolboy. Mm -hmm. I did not want to waste my time or money on schooling. Okay. Um, when I got, uh, got back from my mission, I uh, um, married and started having kids. And that's when I really was like, okay, I've got to do something. And I, I started looking at um, different trades. Um, I was uh, doing electrical school for a little bit. Uh, lawn mowing was still in the blood. Uh, I worked for a landscape lawn care business for three years and uh, quickly realized that that wasn't going to pay the bills. Right. So I, um, I decided, you know, I remember just thinking to myself, what could I do? And I was just trying to get into building maintenance and things like that because I figured that'd be a good thing to do while well, I figured things out. And I kept getting turned down for jobs because I didn't have a refrigeration license. Mm. And I'm like, well, I know enough to know that you guys don't do anything refrigeration. You call that out. And uh, they're like, yeah, but we still want you to have a refrigeration license. So I started to 
to look around and see what I could do um, as far as getting that refrigeration license. And um, one thing led to another, and I was able to enroll in a local community college there uh, in Missouri, in Kansas City. And um, it was a 60-week program. And, um, yeah, it was 60 weeks, four nights a week, um, no breaks. No breaks. No breaks. So, so just over a year. So work during the day? What? Work full-time during the day. I worked for a, uh, a uh, rental company that did heavy equipment and lawn care equipment, and I worked on their lawnmowers and mm. other equipment that was rented out. So Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So are you still like um, into working on engines? I and- enjoy it. I just don't have the time. Gotcha. <laughs> or the space. Gotcha. So, so yeah. what was it... Um, so, so you were doing electrical trade school. I did for a little bit. I had an opportunity to work for a company there in Kansas City, an electrical company. And as part of that, they I was a part of their apprenticeship program. So I did a year, yeah, just over a year of electrical uh, training and so, apprenticeship program. And that was before... Um, that was before you did the refrigeration mm-hmm. stuff. It was. So what what did you what did, what did, what wasn't there for you as an electrician that was like, "Ah, eh, I'm going to move on and try something different." Uh it was more um I I really enjoyed the electrical trade. Um and uh, the complexity of it. There's a lot more to it than than most people think. It's not right. just running wire. Um but it just wasn't the company I was working for wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. And so we parted ways and, and that's, yeah. When I realized, well, maybe I need to try something. And as I, as I started the HVAC schooling, I quickly realized that I, I had a knack for it. Mm-hmm. I did well. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I liked it for a myriad of reasons. I could still use my electrical training. Um, and uh, it encompassed a little bit of plumbing and best of all the world. So gotcha. Yeah. So so did you when you did the HVAC school? Mm-hmm. You weren't doing HVAC I as had, a no. job. So nope. do you think that um, with your electrical? Do you think that it was the company that you were working for that kind of turned you off to electrical because of your experience doing no, that? I wouldn't say that. It just I. Kansas City is very union. If you're not a part of the union, it's it's a little bit more difficult. Um, and yeah, and, and you were just, or weren't? I union. wasn't. You, I wasn't. You weren't so, union, and nope, had no desire to go. I had union. no desire to go union. And so, d- you felt like they were pressuring you to do that, or no, no, not at all. No, it just, just, I I figured. So, I did the electrical for just over a year I left that company and I went into landscape lawn care mm-hmm. something I knew sure <laughs> something that I enjoyed gotcha um, but knowing that that wasn't going to be where I would end so that whole time in between I was trying to figure things out on, on where I needed to go what I wanted to do um, and and honestly when I started HVAC school <laughs> I didn't know if it, I, I didn't know if it was gonna last Sure. So, well, I would it was imagine, uncharted territory. For sure. sure. I would imagine like thinking that the trades was the route you were going to go mm-hmm. and then getting into a trade and realizing like, oh, well, that yeah, wasn't what I that thought. That didn't work out the way I wanted it to. That might make you a little right. bit more hesitant to it go was. into it, it again. Did. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay, so you're going to school. Yep. Um, and found out that you had a knack. Explain what you mean by you had a knack for it. I, I think my natural ability to work with my hands, to troubleshoot, to work through something, take something apart, not being scared to take something apart, it, it really helped. Uh, so, I think some people are kind of timid to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the worst thing that's going to happen is it's going to stay broke. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty so, bad. <laughs> right. In the middle of the summer right. or the winter. Um, right. So, so you say you went to school because you were looking at looking for maintenance uh, positions, yeah. and they required refrigeration. Exactly. So mm-hmm. As you went to school, you started into the HVAC uh-huh. trade. Did you keep looking for maintenance type yes. positions? Yes, I did. And I did. What happened? Nothing was panning out. Nothing, Nothing was panning, panning out. out. And so, um, it wasn't until I had finished the program that I was uh, hired on with an HVAC. Uh, company there in Kansas City area. So so they weren't necessarily a maintenance uh-uh. company. They oh, were no. strictly HVAC. Well it was it was a little like any hour. They did plumbing and waste removal. So I had the the joy of doing a lot of waste removal when I hired on with them. Because like, they they were not like any hour where you were trade specific. You were, you know, going to, you know, stay with it and stay in your trade and uh you worked for them you ran any of the calls that they got right and so i did a lot of waste removal a lot in septic tanks so pumping septic tanks and doing yes. things like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that uh so yeah okay digging trenches lots of trench digging um uh, a lot of mainline repair um so again like so, did that start to make you think like well uh, trades no no okay. no, no. I knew I wasn't going to stay doing that. It was just a filler. Well, I was able to gain more experience to move on. So you so. were looking for maintenance companies. At what point did you say, ah, well, maybe I'll just go to an HVAC company or a plumbing company? When I started making more money and realizing I could make more money. So I realized quickly that I could make more money doing HVAC whether that be commercial or residential, um, then, so then staying building maintenance. Being a pro in one thing, you were like, okay, the income potential is exactly. higher than being the maintenance guy that's going yep. and doing a whole bunch yep. of little basic yep. things. Yep, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. How did that come onto your radar? Uh, like, how'd you find that out? I just, through trial and error, watching, looking at other people, seeing what they were doing, um, I quickly realized that that was the case. Do you have uh, a, a circle of friends at this point in your life where some of them are in the trades as well? Not like, at all. Who are you talking? Not at all. Like you don't have friends or I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so who no. are you, who are you talking to and getting your advice and finding out this stuff from? Just coworkers, okay. coworkers that I was working with. Uh, when I go to a parts house, talking with the guys at the parts house, Hey, who who comes in you know that was that was my biggest thing that i would do i'd go to a parts house and say who who comes in here who who what what companies come in here and patronize you and and do business with you and buy equipment and so forth you know who would you recommend and that's gotcha that's what i started doing and then you started reaching out to them saying are you hiring exactly Huh. Okay. So you're working for this, uh, plumbing waste removal company. Yep. Um, did you, as you're, you know, vacuuming out a septic tank, you're like, huh, 
keep asking at the supply house and are absolutely. you making phone calls at oh, that point still still Okay. Still, still keep my eyes and ears open. Okay, so yep. so talk to me about that next progression uh, to so, where you went next. <clears throat> I uh, went from that plumbing company to, um, and they, they did HVAC. I did installs uh, for them mainly and some some troubleshoot calls, not very many. Gotcha. Just on an as-need basis. Um, but I had an opportunity to uh, move on to a strictly HVAC company. Um, there in Kansas City. They were very well known in the community. Uh, very, very, very good company. Um, and so I had an opportunity to interview with them and uh, they, they hired me. That's awesome. And so I strictly did um, installation for them. Um, still, every now and again when I'm in the Kansas City area, I, uh, I'll go buy parts for them and, and what from them, you know, for a family member or something like that. And um yeah so that's awesome so just they're a great company so system replacements Mm -hmm. uh, and how long did you do that i was there two years so each of those companies there in kansas city i was there approximately two years as far as the licensing uh goes in kansas city Mm -hmm. um how is there like a apprentice journeyman masters or what's yes. the um because it is so strongly suited to the um, union yes you follow that pretty strictly and um it, it, now i'm not saying that it's all union but it is there in the city it's it's heavy union sure um there's a fair fair amount of 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 non-union jobs but it is it's weight so they'll they'll follow the same uh, kind of guidelines, if you will, as a an, a non-union or union. So were you encouraged by these uh, companies you were working for to um, advance your licensing or was it a... Um, not so much. No, no. It's, it, you know, at that time, uh, the Nate certifications and things like that were just becoming a little bit more popular. Um, before that, it was either your trade school or just kind of grandfathered into into the company so gotcha yeah so you're working for this company doing Mm -hmm. installs so did you just strictly uh install and replacement for two years yep Yep. um did this particular company have a maintenance and a service department they did they did Mm -hmm. and did you just not want to do that or did they just they just didn't give me the opportunity gotcha so and that's the thing with i guess we'll kind of segue into this in other companies um you have the slow season your shoulder seasons and so if you're the young pup in the industry in the company you're going to get laid off when it gets slow and so that's that was kind of what was happening one hired first one fired exactly exactly and so um yeah that's that's what would happen so fall would come you'd get knocked down did you realize the seasonality of oh, it absolutely. as you were going into it. Yes. And I had had family members and, and others say, Hey, are you sure you want to continue down this HVAC road? It's, it is seasonal and it's, it's tough. Hmm. And, um, and I stuck with it. So what would you so. do in the, I'm assuming since at some of these <clears throat> companies, you were the last one hired. So what would you do when it was layoff time? I start looking, start looking. And that's why I, I gravitated to building maintenance and things like that because mm. it wasn't seasonal. 
that makes sense it wasn't seasonal um and so but nothing ever came of that so i just you know waited out kept working uh the last company there in kansas city i got laid off and the wife is like you know what i i think i'd like to to move closer to my family which is out here in utah gotcha and so i uh, i came out to utah so her family's from here who are you yeah her how, family's from here how'd you guys meet her aunt her aunt uh, and i um we knew each other when i was a young boy um in Germany of all places. Really? My dad was in the service. Um, we were stationed in Germany and uh, he happened to be their bishop. Ah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's how we met. And when I came home from my mission, uh, she introduced us. That's so, really cool. So I, I wish I could say we were still married, but we're not. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. It's for the best. Um, so, so with this, uh, did you travel other place where all did have you lived in in the world uh germany uh we were there from the time i was born until i was almost eight years old really um, yep. so does that i'm i'm fuzzy uh, on like the military <laughs> rules okay. like does that make you a german citizen no, and an American I, citizen? I was born here uh, in the states i was born in kansas okay um dad was stationed there at leavenworth i got you and uh that's where i was born i have a twin brother identical really yep that's awesome yep Actually, I don't know. I've never been a twin. Maybe it's not awesome. It is awesome. It is. It's fun. It's like, did you feel like you always had like a best friend growing Absolutely. up? Or? That's Absolutely. awesome. Okay. Yep. So Germany, any yep. other cool Alabama. places? Alabama. That's where dad retired. That nice. was his last duty station. And then uh, we ended up back in Missouri. Gotcha. So okay. Where him and mom were from. So, all right. So you're getting ready to move out to Utah seven mm -hmm. years ago. Yep. Um, before you make the move, are you looking for places to work? Yep. I'd, I'd been hired. Um, you had, you'd, you I'd lined up been, a job. Yep, I already lined up a job. Yep. So with a, an HVAC company mm -hmm. here in town? Yep. yep. Okay. Out of Spanish Fork. Out of Spanish Fork. So you yep. go and you work with them. Yep. Uh, talk to me about how that was. Uh, they had a, a, a service contract with the, um, LDS church. Okay. So it was all LDS church buildings, uh, which here in Utah, there is a ton. Sure. <laughs> so I figured they'd had work to keep me busy. G growing up in the South, so, I grew up in the South, right? Like growing up in the South, you see like there's parts of towns where there's like a church <laughs> on every corner and then a bar on the other. Exactly. But they're different <laughs> churches. Oh, absolutely. Here you got a, you got a church on every it's, corner it's and LDS. instead of the bar, it's another yep. church. Yep. And then it's, it's, they're all LDS churches. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. So it's, it's so unique job that way. security that yeah. way. And, then, and that's what I was figuring. I, I uh, did quite a bit of volunteer work uh, for, for the church there in Missouri. Mm. And one of the things that they asked me to do was take care of uh, their uh, LDS temple there in Kansas city. That's cool. And so that's what I do. I'd, I'd come home from work, hang up the clothes, take a quick shower and, and go there and, and work that's another awesome. four to five hours every evening. Huh? Well, I shouldn't say every evening, but it sure. was quite frequent. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay, so you're working for this company mm -hmm. here, uh, doing yep. maintenance contracts for the for the church. Yep. Um, talk to me about like was there seasonality with it as well? Yes, there was, and and the hard part with with that, I only worked with them for a few months. Um, they were trying to get the buildings up to code. Um, unbeknownst to me, <laughs> that's what they brought me on to do. Ah. Um, they needed fresh air intake, um, for the buildings. Um, over the years they had 
slowly damper them down because the buildings, it was drafty, uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but of course we got to keep things up to code. Right. So that's what they brought me back in to do to, to get them back up to code. So this company unbeknownst to you, Mm -hmm hired you specifically for that. Yep. And so was it once they accomplished that you were let go yep. or they, Yep. that was it. That was it. That was it. So, and then it was on and I'd been here three months. So I still had my house in Kansas city. I hadn't sold yet. So I'm like, well, worst case scenario, I'll just go back there and play the game there. Yeah. So, wow. Um, so was it unexpected? Like they bring you in as uh-huh. like, Hey, Yep. They give you a two week notice or was it like, Hey, we, this job, when this job is finished up, I we're had done. no notice, no notice, no notice, man, so, that's cold. It's, it was very cold. So, so I, I, I so like, what'd you do? Um, I got on the phone, started got calling, on the phone, started calling, um, went, went to Johnstone supply just down the when, street. I was going to say, yep. go to the Let's, supply house, go to the supply house. Okay. Who's hiring. Um, and they, they, they told me of a couple places to check out, and I did. And uh, one of them hired me right on the spot. Okay. So, what kind of work were you doing? HVAC. Well, time. sorry, I meant like, uh, so in, <laughs> right. in my mind, I, okay, I know, you're, you're I doing know. all HVAC, but you've got maintenance, service, service and then right. the installation this side of it. This was the first time that I'd been hired on strictly for service. Really? Yeah. And, but how much uh, experience did you have service wise? So that's an interesting question there. They call me the interesting question right. asker. <laughs> I'd done quite a bit of side work over the years okay. for family, friends, acquaintances. Um, and uh, so I, I knew a fair amount of, of what I was doing in the service side of things. So it wasn't totally foreign or uncomfortable. Did you so, like the service, like the uh, that troubleshooting, puzzling, exactly. figure things outside of it exactly. better? Exactly. So when they when they offered me the the position of service instead of install, it caught me off guard because all I knew was installation. Gotcha. And that's what I felt I was good at. Um, but here I had the opportunity to to dip my toes in the service world and and I ran with it. That's so, cool. How'd yeah. you How'd you like it? I loved it. Yeah, loved it. How uh, you you say it caught you off guard because you felt like the installation is what you were mm-hmm. air quotes good at right? Uh, but did you find quickly that you were just as good at uh, service, or did you feel like okay, there's a little bit of a there learning was certainly, curve? There was certainly a learning curve, um, a little bit different mindset, um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that troubleshoot. I enjoyed that um, not staying at one place for a day or a week or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, being in this industry and, and doing what we do, you get to meet the coolest people. And I think that's one of the things that draws me, uh, to the service, uh, side of things. I love people. I love meeting people and serving them and getting to know them. And you, you learn a lot about sure. an individual real quick when you're in their home. Hmm. Um, and I enjoy it. Cool. So you're doing service work for this, uh, for this company. Yep. How long were you there? I was there three years, three years, Mm -hmm. um, doing service work. Was there seasonality there? Very much so. Really? Oh yeah. Tell me what that looked like. Um, obviously the busy season is the summer, uh, spring and fall hit and miss. Uh, you'd be lucky to get 20, 30 hours, um, in the shoulder season, Hmm. but then you work like a dog during the uh, the summer 
you'd be working 60, 70 hours plus. So was it so. an, was it an expectation that you had kind of conditioned yourself for and your family for they're like, Hey, you're not really going to see me that much in the summer, Correct. but Hey, I'll make up for it in the shoulder season. Yep. yep. And that was always the goal to make enough money through the summer to last through the two shoulder seasons and you'd be fine. Did it ever work? No. <laughs> <laughs> so no. We get a little bit of that money and our spending scene has a way of ticking well, up a little and, bit too. And then, yeah. and then you're playing catch up exactly. from the debt you that, incur. That's, that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. You're playing catch up and you're wondering, okay, can I make this work? Are we going to make it to summer? Um, and then summer comes, you're paying that debt off and, and trying to make it work. That can be hard on a relationship, it, man. Extremely. Extremely. Gotcha. So, um, okay, so so you're you'd have, and man, here in Utah, you've got some winter months, and and yep. it feels it feels like uh, like I guess when you're in the middle of the summer, it's like oh, when's the summer gonna stop? Exactly. But when you're in the heat of it, it's like oh, can right? I do it? But when you think about it, like there's not that much hot, hot. Nope. Weather. Nope. Was the winter a peak season for you guys or not as much? Not as much, no. Not Mm -mm. as much. Nope. Hmm. So you'd you'd work a lot of hours in the summer, not that many hours in the shoulder season. Correct. Uh, A few more hours in the winter maybe? Oh, sure, sure. But nothing, nothing like summer. Gotcha. Okay, so how did the – did the – did the company that was hiring you on like address that in the beginning and be like, Hey, you know that this is the way it is, right? Right. I, I, or are they still in selling mode? Like, Oh they're no, still we're in awesome selling here. Mode. They're still in selling mode. Um, they, you know, they, t- they talk a good game and they want you to, to hire on. They need you. They need, they need that body there to fill that position when it's so, busy. Cause for them, so, they got to, they, they're trying to collect as much money in the summer try- exactly. to get through the slow time exactly. as well. Yes. Gotcha. Yep. So, um, yep. What do those things sound like when they're trying to bring you on where the, the they'll say this to try and get you to come on, but maybe it doesn't quite, uh, live up to that the reality of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, by this time I kind of knew you knew the game. I, I knew the game. And so what, it wasn't quite a surprise uh, as much of a surprise, I should say. Um, but, you know, they're always saying things like we we try to keep our guys busy. Uh, we we have a, a good benefits package from vacation, things like that. Um, but when you go and try to use the vacation and things like that, oh, yeah, go ahead. Take that two weeks. It's slow. And then you come home and they're like, no, we're not paying you for that two weeks. Wait. Yes, that has really happened to me. <sighs> yes. Wait, 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 wait. They they tell the, you that the, you're gonna have vacation. Oh yeah, but then they they'll come back when. So, let me tell the story. I yes, guess. please. <laughs> so I I was visiting family in Missouri. It was Christmas time five years ago. Yeah, five years ago, and um, six years ago actually. Anyway, um, and I'd been approved for the vacation. Told them I was taking two weeks. I packed up the family, all my tools, oh, in my minivan. Um, because I was going to do a change out for my brother while I was there. Okay. And, uh, so we get to Missouri, enjoy Christmas with family, replace my brother's furnace and air conditioner. And I come home and I look at my pay stub. There's only one week paid. And I'm like, Hey, where's the other week? 
oh, you can't take them back to back like that. Not consecutively. I'm like, oh, well, that would have been nice to know. And that was it. That's all I could do. Huh. So, yes. So, so, uh, so they give you two weeks vacation. They gave it to me, but, but only they only one of them like- paid. And I should have had the two weeks. No, paid. sorry. When you when you started, they uh-huh. were like, "Hey, you get two weeks a year." Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had accrued. I had accrued that time. Gotcha. At, at this point, I had accrued that time. Gotcha. So whatever yeah. you yeah. had, two weeks in the bank. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But but they were like, uh, "Nope, psych. You can yep. only take it one week at a time." Yep. Would that have? Uh, oh, that would have changed things tremendously, dramatically. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Did that? Yeah. Did that uh, leave a bad taste in your mouth? Oh, absolutely. Did that contribute to you like? leaving that company uh-huh oh yeah oh man yeah that was part of it yeah and then the other part was they they started a a little training program if you will for managers because they were trying to grow they were trying to 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 grow bigger here in the local market let me let me interrupt you. is this mm-hmm. the one that did the maintenance contracts for the no so this no, was the second this company, is the second company that you were doing installations mm-hmm. for. Okay, mm-hmm. and so they um, they're like, well, let's let's start a, a training program for managers because we're we're wanting to grow. We're going to need some managers um, in the um, install and service department, and so we'd go to weekly trainings for management, and um, and so you know that went on for some time. Um, and then I'd get passed up. Somebody else would get hired on. They'd hire him. And th- this company was really well known for hiring outside the company mm-hmm. and not from within. And so kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back was they hired a, in a manager that had no HVAC experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, that, that left a really bad taste in my mouth. And then um, there was a few things that, that transpired. Um, and they let me go. Mm. And um, and so I'm like, well, they're lost, I guess. You know, it's what I was thinking. And then come to find out a week after she let me go, um, she quit herself. The manager quit herself. Hmm. So The manager a, that was brought in from uh-huh. the outside? Yes. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I was, it, it, it left a bitter taste in my mouth for sure. Hmm. And then I hired on with another local company. Um and uh with the intention of being their service manager and uh so so wait just a second let me mm-hmm. make sure i'm connecting the dots so you yep. were working for a company doing installation and then um and then after that when you took a job doing, doing service, service is that the company that you took on and you were going to be the service manager i was training to be the service manager there so when they and, hired you on, they're like, hey, mm-hmm. we're looking for somebody. You were yep. like, I've, I've, I've had leadership training. Right. And they're like, cool. Exactly. Well, if you come and learn the service right. side, you could. And this was a small company. They were trying to build again. I said, perfect. This will be a great opportunity to grow with this company, help them grow and and get my feet wet in the managerial, managerial side of things. Okay. Um, and so, but with a small company, you wear many hats. Right. <laughs> and so, you know. Yeah, but one by one, we lost a guy here, a guy there, and the owner of the company didn't hire anybody. He wouldn't let me hire anybody. Um, and uh, so I saw the writing on the wall that he wasn't going to survive and uh, decided, you know what, any hour's been here the whole time. I've been in Utah at that time six years. 
I've known about them, but I've never, never given them a shot. Huh. And so I said, let's, let's go see what they're all about. So you'd never met with them. You'd never no. talked to them. Nope. Why is that? Do you think? I'd always heard bad things about NER. Talk to me about that. <laughs> um, the, the things that I would always hear is you can't ever trust a, a service guy in a white shirt ever. Don't they're a sales guy. Who did you hear that from? I'd hear it from other, other companies. I'd hear it from people in the supply houses. I'd hear, it, you know, just in general. So the, the guys behind the counter, yep. the uh, yep. owners of these other companies, yep. the guys you yep. were working yep. with, if they're in a white shirt, you can't trust them. They're just sales guys. They're going to rip you off. Hmm. I'd heard that. I'd heard it. I'd gone in, you know, to, to customers that I was dealing with any hour I'd been there. I'd look at their option sheet, <laughs> not have a clue of why they're leaving all these options, do the troubleshoot. And, um, and I'd be like, you know, all you really need is a flame sensor or an igniter, not realizing what any hour done by saying, Hey, that capacitor is weak or, you might want to look at that heat exchanger a little bit closer or whatever the case might be. That motor's leaking oil. And you might not want to let it run to total failure. Um, I hadn't been trained like that before. I'd been trained to solely find the problem and give an option to to fix it. Hmm. Um, why was it broke? Get it up and running. Get out the door. And all these other companies, it was Go, 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 go. You'd run five, six, seven calls a day. Um, they didn't want you to take the time to truly go through the system and, and figure out what not only the problem was, but what what could lead to further failure of that system. What so. What did they do that gave you that impression? Because I, I would bet that if I took an owner of one of those companies eight times out of 10, if I was to be like, Hey, is your objective to get your guy in and out and just run as many service calls as you can phrased that way to them? I mean, that's the way it was always phrased to me. Really? I want, I want you in and out of that house as quickly as I can, as you can to get on to the next one. And a lot of the hope is one, you'll get a, a decent repair, you know, a motor or something, but even with the motor, they want you in and out in an hour, hour and a half, because dispatch is blowing your phone up, expecting you to be at that next customer, you know. Um, and then two, can you make a sale out of it? Can you get, can we, can we replace that equipment? Um, and that's what they're looking for, the big ticket items. So that's what they would like that's, train you to do. Oh, absolutely, do. absolutely. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. When I hear I hear people uh, and usually like other companies, you know, mm -hmm. make comments like that uh -huh. and they I've heard all the same things right. you have sure. about us. Yep. I've never worked at another, uh, you know, service right. company yep. uh, than any hour. I've been here since uh, its inception. Right. And I'm, I'm wondering and in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, well, that's just the haters, you know saying that right. in my mind, I can't fathom a business owner actually doing that. Like, so in my mind, yeah. I'm like, well, this is just carryover from a, a, a darker time when maybe that was what people do. They There's don't have the, the insight or the vision that any hour does. It stems from 
in my mind, a little bit of jealousy. They see any hour growing, being successful. They want to be the next any hour. Um, and they don't have that vision that any hour has of taking care of the customer, building the options, making sure that we're, we're looking at the entire system. Um, their, their mindset is get at it, get out quickly. How can I make that money quickly? Um, not in retention of the customer, so to speak. They don't realize by doing that, that they're not going to retain a customer basis. Hmm. So, all right. So you, you're working at these other companies. You decide yep. I'm going to give any hour a shot. Yep. What, what pushed you to the point? Cause you had, you had a poor, uh, opinion of any hour at that point. Right. Just from what you had heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, what was it that made you like, say, you know what? I'm going to have to go see for myself. Right. I had nothing to lose at that point. That bad, huh? Yep. That bad. That bad that you have to slum over at any hour. Right. (laughs) Can I make this work? You know, is it going to be like all these other companies? And, you know. So so at this point, have you got like a, you're like, I really like. I love the, what the I do. technical yeah. side of what I do, but man, the business side of it sucks. Exactly. Exactly. No, that was my total mindset. And it's like, and, and getting, gaining the experience, you know, I'd always heard make it to 10 years. Once you're at 10 years, you'll be a senior technician. And no matter what happens, that's that union stuff. Like exactly. Coming <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Once you hit that 10 year mark, you're golden. You know, you'll be, you'll be compensated well enough that if a, a shoulder, you know, once the shoulder season hits, you'll be okay. It won't be a big deal. Huh. Um, and they're, you're going to have the skill set to not lose your job. You'll have seniority. So in your mind, you've got this 10 year mark that yep. you're like waiting for. I'm, I'm, I'm chewing after that. I'm, I'm and where I've are you got at that, in this, in at this that, journey? At that point, I am at close to the nine year mark when I come over. And were you thinking like, Nine, what's going to change in the next 12 months exactly. that like magically exactly okay no and so i i came over to any hour I, how did you how did you apply like uh, how I walked did in you, the door you just walked i in the walked door. in the door i walked in the door um i walked up some stairs it was our training area at the time unbeknownst to me i'm like there's so many doors here which one <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a metaphor so, right right <laughs> and so uh i walked in um I want to say at that time, our uh, supervisor department, our sales department was up, up that flight of stairs and I knocked on the door and they, so they answered and I said, Hey, where do I apply? And they're like, Oh, go down four more doors or whatever it was. So literally <laughs> like you didn't talk to anyone first. You just no. stopped by, I walked in a door yep. I and like some, said, Hey, how do I apply? Yep. Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. So good for you. Yeah. So, so okay. So you, um, you apply yep and i'm sure after you described like the the things that people say uh-huh you know i'm sure you probably heard oh, yeah. some of those similar things we, oh, we yeah. try and keep our guys busy we do yep. this we do that oh, yeah. so yep. at this point is your guard still a little bit up? oh absolutely okay. absolutely it is up did anything sound different or feel different in that initial interview process or was it like absolutely tell absolutely. me about that so I, I met with Dustin, our recruiter. Okay. Um, we sat down, we talked. He asked me a little bit about my experience, where I'd been, what I was, what my goals were, things like that. And, um, you know, and of course I told him. And um, 
we kind of left it there, you know, with just that initial meet and greet kind of scenario. Um, and he asked if I'd be willing to come back the next day for, for, for their interviewing. And I said, sure, I can make that work. Was this the slow season? It was. Okay. It was December. 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 It was slow. So I had time. Okay. And so that following morning I came in and I was sitting there waiting and the owner of the other company calls me. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what he wants. And he said, are you at any hour? I'm like, I don't know how you would know, but yes, I'm, I'm at any hour. He Did said, you say, I don't know how you would know? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh yeah. I said, I don't know how you know I'm here. It's my personal time. I'm in my personal vehicle, you know, not on company time. And, um, and he's like, you're fired. And he let me go. Did he ever tell you how he knew you were there? Mm-mm. To this day, I don't quite know. I, I've got some suspicions. I had a company phone, and I'm thinking maybe he, he was able to track me through that phone. Interesting. You know, through GPS. So straight but, up, just like, Yep. He said, I will back. be picking your van up in an hour. Wow. So. Interesting. Yeah. So there, there's another salty experience. So when I was going through the interview process here at any hour, I'm like, I have nothing nothing to lose hmm. so and uh yeah so i went through the interview process i met with richard um and then jeremy um but what i found interesting was they they had you do this funny color code i'm like why, why are we doing the color code you know um like a personality a personality test. test exactly and i'm like why would they spend their time and money and effort on a personality test but I played the game because I needed a job at this point. <laughs> did, have, did you tell him that, hey, I just got fired no. yet? Okay. No. No. I hadn't said anything. So I didn't want to look that desperate. Desperate. Gotcha. <laughs> no, that's good. good move. Good move. I'm holding my cards back. But uh, no, I, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. And, you know, and that and that's kind of the attitude that I came in with. I truly have nothing to lose. And I've got a family to provide for and you know, we're going into the slow season, so we're going to make this work. Okay. So I did. And so, so did, real quick, like, yes. uh, did you, did you come to any hour because it was the slow season and you heard that they were, <clears throat> they had work no, or no, no, I just knew they were a larger company. Um, I'd never worked for a large company before. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, we were we were slow at this other company that I was at, and uh, and I was the last technician. It lost everybody, and he wasn't he wasn't letting me. So I knew I shouldn't say I was the last. There was one more, his nephew, the owner's nephew. Mm. Um, so he was scared. <laughs> right. Um, but I knew it wasn't going to last. So. Um, so what what felt different you you said in that interview process how was it different you were about to say i noticed something when i spoke with richard it was his enthusiasm uh for the company um all these other places that i'd worked yeah they talked a good game but their heart wasn't in it um some of them had never been technicians some of them they'd been technicians and they the next step was company ownership things like that you know starting their own trying to make it work um but their heart really wasn't in it 
Um, and then I talked to Jeremy and just the sincerity. Um, and then when I met with Troy and Richard together, the benefits package that they offered, I couldn't believe it. Really? I couldn't believe the, the, the benefits package, the vacation, the health insurance, the 401k, the, you know, everything. And then they looked at me and said, you're Nate certified, right? And I'm like, yes, yes, sir, I am. <laughs> and they're like, well, we can get you some more vacation time. And yeah, I'm like, that sounds great. And um, so things I'd never had um, because insurance packages and things like that were too expensive. These other, other companies couldn't offer a benefits package or if they did, it was so expensive, you couldn't afford it. So, so they would say that they offered oh, benefits and all of that absolutely. stuff, but they were actually just selling you a product. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that, oh, man, that's tricky. Yep. Yeah. So way to go. Tricky guys. Absolutely. They, huh. they throw that line out and try to reel you in and get you through the busy season. And then we'll see what happens. Blows so, my mind. People are doing that. Oh yeah. And it happens everywhere, all over the nation. You know, and unless you have tenure, it's maybe it's hard. that's why they say you just exactly. want to go for ten years. Ten years. Maybe we misunderstood all this time, and they were right. actually just saying tenure. Just yeah. <laughs> right. Once you get tenure, like ten years, that's all I need. Right. <laughs> well, and and you would see on on uh, if you go on, like on Indeed or anything like that, you would see you know them asking ten years, ten years, ten years, ten years plus things like that, and you're like, well. How am I going to get to 10 years when they keep laying me off? <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So um, at this point, you're they're saying all kinds of things to you. Mm -hmm. Guard still up a little bit. Sure. Okay. Sure. So, but you accept? I accept. Eventually? Accept. Yep. I accept the offer and I come to work. Okay. So let's, let's talk about Perfect. where the rubber meets the road here. Rubber meets the road. So how has any hour let you down? I'm just kidding. They haven't. <laughs> Not at all. And that's the beautiful thing about any hour. They truly deliver what they say they're going to. Everything that they've, they've offered me, it's been a godsend. Really? Absolutely. Let's, let's start first with yeah. like a continuing thing. So the, the nice thing when any hour brings you in, I knew what I was doing. They knew I knew what I was doing, but they wanted to make sure that I was comfortable I wouldn't say the any hour way because I think some that would turn some people off. Oh, the any hour way. Um, it goes back to the white shirts and, and, and things like that. Well, they had to brainwash you uh, right? and teach you that <laughs> sure, all you're doing, like sure. teach you all those sales tricks, uh, sales tricks and tips. Now that I'm in a white shirt, absolutely. Right. <laughs> which is totally, totally, totally false. Okay. Um, but, uh, I was able to ride around with, uh, Mark Rich, one of the trainers at the time. Um, great trainer. Um, and, uh, we rode around for several weeks while I got familiar with the invoicing and processing of how to run the calls and, and deal with dispatching and things like that. So, um, once, once I felt comfortable with, comfortable with that, they, they put me in a van and off I was, I, I was going on my own. Um, and it felt great. And that's what I love about NER. They have such trust in their technicians. And um, 
they're never hounding you. And that was the main difference that I noticed right off the bat. We'd get to a call, we'd troubleshoot it, we'd look at the entire system, you know, we'd have the time to really go through, make recommendations, any hour never, or dispatching never, never bugged us. Really? Ever. And that was the, the first huge thing. I'm like, when's, when's dispatch going to call? When are they going to bug us that, hey, you need to be moving on to the next one? And that never happens. Mm. Never happens. Yes, they'll check in every now and again. You know, how are you doing? Things like that. But it's never pushy. It's never, hey, we've got five more calls waiting for you, you know. And so that's the first thing that I noticed. And I was super grateful for it. This was the first time I could get into a home, talk with the customer, see what was really going on do a thorough evaluation and, and go, go from there. Hmm. So you admit you've mentioned several times the slow season or the yep. seasonality of, yes. of this. Um, talk to me about what that looks like here at any hour. It doesn't happen. It well, doesn't happen. People, there aren't, is gonna, seasonality. people aren't gonna believe you. Like what, <laughs> what, what do you mean? It doesn't happen. You still get your hours. We, we have built, are they just paying you to sit at home? Not paying to sit at home. I'm not sitting at home. Um, You're working? I'm getting, I'm working, I'm working <laughs> and yes, <Man. laughs> right. Uh, they must and, have a pretty awesome marketing department. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, but, uh, no, we don't sit at home, but yes, we slow down the call, call volume. We can tell drops a little bit quality of call and what i mean by that is maybe i'm not getting that that 20 year old system 15 year old system whatever it might be i might be doing a tune-up these last few weeks i've been doing tune-ups and guess what i love it and i'm grateful for it it beats sitting at home so so, so maybe in well and here's the thing like when when the weather is mild right people's systems aren't working as right. hard they're not breaking down exactly. as much so there's less there's exactly. less service out there we we have a great vip what we call the vip program the club membership you know where people can uh pay a monthly um subscription if the if you will and um or pay all at once uh whatever they want to do and that uh we have a great membership program, and so we focus on those people when it's slow. And guess what? It works. Yeah, I so. like I like that rather than because it sounds like, and I'm realizing now, like maybe the things that I've been hearing are actually kind. Of, there's a seed of truth to them about how other companies there operate. Is a, there is a seed of truth. All companies are not bad. There is wonderful people. Sure, wonderful people. I've worked with amazing people over the years um and i still keep in touch with with some of them and uh i love them i like that we've got that option uh that when when the systems aren't breaking down that like okay cool oh, there's absolutely. there's still maintenance that needs absolutely. to be done there's to maintenance try and that prevent needs to be that done. stuff absolutely let's keep it from making breaking down making sure that it's ready for either that summer or winter season um it's great it's it's a wonderful program, and I'm glad we we focus on it. Sure. Um, what are some other? Are there any other major contrasts between um... the training? Training is huge here. Whether that be the soft skill training, meaning you know invoicing, how to deal with customers, 
customer rea- uh, interaction, things like that. Um, color code, which we we briefly mentioned, how to read that customer, how you know what type of personality are they, and how can we best serve them. Um, technical training, always technical training. Every week we come in. It's either we're meeting with uh, Dan, um, who is our one of our technical trainers. Um, going over like obviously we're getting into the sum getting ready for summer going over refrigeration charges cold weather charging txvs duct work duct sizing you know all those things that you know we should know mm-hmm. or need to know um that's what i love about the hvac trade you're never going to know it all ever mm-hmm. <laughs> there's always something to learn or improve on and i love that that's so, awesome yeah. Um, when you when you hired on, did you go directly into service or did you mm-hmm. uh, service 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 right into service? Gotcha. Yep. Well, I guess it, it sounds like the the trade itself, the HVAC trade, is pretty fulfilling. Absolutely. But I get. I'm gonna say I could probably <laughs> guess, but I'm gonna let you say in your own words. Like, how important is it? Um, that you find a company, the right fit of company. It's huge. It is huge. It's everything. You know, I think a lot of people have good intentions and they start out in, in trades and and they 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 love what they're doing, but the company that they're working with isn't a good fit. Um, so it's it's a it's everything. Finding the right company, making sure that you're you're well grounded, um, well taken care of, appreciated is huge. So, um, what would you say to, um, someone that like your younger self that Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, not quite sure what they want to go do as a career. It, would you, would you encourage them to explore the trades? Like what would you say to them about getting into the trades? I would say be patient, run with it, go with it, be patient. Talk to me about patience because I, I I do feel like sometimes we want like we have we we hear about how uh, the ideal and the good and how it can be and we go in and we want that immediately exactly but we've got to wait ten years. (laughs) (laughs) Now tell me about that patience and what that looks like sometimes you 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 do have to wait you know that that position isn't going to open up that opportunity isn't going to come to you right away you have to work with you know you have to work for it i guess is what i'm trying to say you have to prove yourself i would i would say to anybody getting into any of the trades work hard qualify yourself you know if you have a training opportunity do it whatever that looks like um uh and and just go go do it be your best self you know be the best technician that you can be don't narrow your mind um keep keep it open cuz you never know what kind of opportunities are going to come your way hmm. what about uh so now you have an opportunity to speak to the <laughs> um what i called the haters but like all of those people that have uh, the wrong impression of any hour. What what would you say to those people now, knowing what you know, if you were to hear them uh, saying those things back then? 
I would stand up a little bit more. Obviously, I'm here. I'm wearing the white shirt. Sure. Um, but uh, I wouldn't listen. You know, just don't listen um, until you know, you know, it, it goes kind of to the uh, old Bambi <laughs> story. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything, anything at all. Um, but, you know, I, I almost feel guilty at times, you know, for participating in in those conversations. Um, and and sometimes I, I, I think I owe any hour an apology um, because um, it's just not what people say it is. It's just simply, simply not. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity that I have to be here at any hour. Mm. Um, you know, it's funny that like, and I don't know why this is, and I don't know if it's like people, uh, that, that the, the expectations that we have or the standards that we have put people outside of their comfort zone. But the things that I hear people say are like, you've got that side that you were talking mm-hmm. about that the, the technicians and things say, mm-hmm. but I don't hear that from the customer side. No, we've got almost 11,000 Google reviews exactly. with a 4.8 right. rating. Like if, if it was the way that everyone was saying, there's no way that like it would exist well, that way online. I'm not an internet guy. I'm sure. not, you know, I'm just not. <laughs> so I never got on the internet to look at reviews or anything like that. Um, I guess I'm kind of old school like that. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. No so timer. I, I, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, you know, it's get online, do the, re, do your research. Um, you're exactly right, Mike. You know, we have a wonderful customer base. We do have the reviews. Um, I, I can truly say as I, I look at all my fellow coworkers, um, that all of them are wonderful. You know, all of them are trying, all of them are improving. We have the best um, group of technicians out there, bar none, bar none. And, and you've got um, the experience. You've been been to several places. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, any, oh, actually, let me, two things. What's your favorite part about uh, the HVAC industry? Customers. Really? I love the customers. Meeting people. Like I said earlier, I've met some of the sweetest, sweetest people. And when I'm having a bad day and I roll up and I get out of the van and I knock on the door, guess what? Odds are they're having a bad day too. And uh, <laughs> so it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful to meet people um, and to 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 experience. Do you, you have know? a do you have a favorite um, aspect of any hour? When when you say that, what do you mean? The the company just in, in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, your experience with any hour is going to be very heavily HVAC <laughs> focused. But sure. uh, what? what do you have a like a certain area that i like better than the another no 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 i'm not saying do you like the dispatch department more <laughs> than another but like the same way like what's your favorite thing about any hour or the culture or the whatever the trust they put in the technicians they truly stand behind you so you they know, train from, you on they, what they think exactly. is the right way to do it and then they let you go out there and do and your do job it. they let you be you and that's what I love. When I when I'm in my any hour van, I often think to myself, "Am I being a good representative of any hour?" I I represent any hour. That customer in front of me, 
They may not have any other experience with any hour but with me. And I need to treat them right. And I need to treat them the way they, they should be, you know. And so I think to myself, as big as any hour is and they're getting, I'm any hour. And I need to be the best that I can be. That's awesome. So, well, Mike, I really appreciate you um, taking your time out of your you day and, you uh, and doing this uh, podcast with us. Yep. Before you go, we have a segment. Yep. You might be aware of. <laughs> I am aware. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, this is don't judge me. I'm going to give you some either ors. Just answer. Yep. Don't worry about uh, the judgment. Everyone was judging everything up until this point. Not from here on out. Sounds good. Okay. Spicy or mild? Spicy. Water or soda? I love soda, but I should drink water. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that, right? <laughs> Country or pop? Um, country. I like all music. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, like could, I could feel that inner I, battle there. Yeah, I I I like music generally. Summer so, or winter? Summer. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs, definitely dogs. Sweet or spicy? Mm. Spicy. Uh, football or basketball? Uh, football, for sure. Indoor or outdoor? outdoor tv or movies um movies um the bachelor or the bachelorette neither (laughs) i get that sometimes as an answer um (laughs) baths or showers showers pedicure or manicure i've never had either so i guess pedicure or pedicure be feet i guess so manicure Manicure. You'd rather have a manicure. Sure. People messing with my feet. I don't know. It'd be uh, kind of awkward. Awkward. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, flowers or chocolate? Chocolate. Pizza or burgers? Pizza. Pineapple on pizza? No. What? I know. I, I'm i not personally a fan. To each their own. Okay. Their so own. you're not like, you're not like a. Uh, I am a meat lovers individual. So. Pile, I would pile on the. I would submit yeah. to you that that delicious, salty, <laughs> savory meat we go good with is pineapple. enhanced by mixing in a little pineapple. I've eaten it. It's just not my favorite. Not your thing. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I guess the. I mean, you couldn't be the perfect <laughs> podcast guest. I guess. Well, it had to be who, something. Who is? Who is? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you're great. Um, anyway, thanks so much for being here. You're very welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of In the House and probably next Thursday with another episode of Who's in the House. If you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, visit anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilsoning. And Mike Wilsoning. <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard it. I've been your host, Mike Wilsoning. Hey. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening. I just decided to shorten it. Anyway, (laughs) see ya.